0: Good morning, everybody. You might be wondering what the heck I am doing, (laughs) so I'm gonna tell you. This is a new series that I decided to start, and this came about uh, about two weeks ago. And I was talking with my brothers about YouTube and that I wanted to get out another video each week, something really chill, unedited, less creative intense, and um, something that could just answer everybody's questions. So the question and answers on YouTube tend to do really well and people really enjoy them and on Instagram I'll do question and answers every so often. I try to do one like every other week. I figured it would be great to have a more permanent place for all of the questions that you guys ask. So I thought how fun would it be? to just sit down, make it kind of a routine of mine each week, sit down, record me answering a handful of questions, and then throw that up onto YouTube. If people wanna listen and watch, cool, they can. If not, they just wanna stick to the Sunday vlogs, awesome, whatever. And then I mentioned to my brothers, I said, and you know, while I travel, it could be cool just to have other nomads like answer, answer questions as well, and just hang out with them, drink our coffee in the morning, and answer questions together and people can can see various perspectives and then I realized that, that sounds an awful lot like a podcast so I guess you could consider this a podcast this will be up on podcast platforms and it will also be on YouTube um, I guess with that welcome to the morning nomad and we'll see we'll see where this takes us other than being on podcasts I've never done the back-end work of them you know I don't know how they work I don't know I have no idea what I'm going to do with this audio after it's all a learning process. And if you're starting at the beginning of this journey with me, we're going to figure all this out together. (laughs) So my plan is to um, take questions from these comments over here on YouTube. So if you have any questions, throw them down in the comments, and then I'll also be putting question boxes up on Instagram and gathering questions from there. And we'll just, like I said, we'll see where it takes us. So I'm currently in Arizona. Last week I was in Florida and Akilah and I drove four days. I wish you guys could see her. She's all wrapped up on all of my blankets and my sleeping bag and it's late. It's eight 30. I guess this is actually pretty normal for her to be sleeping in this late, but we're both pretty tired from all of the travel and it feels very good to be back in the desert. All right. I think I'm just gonna jump right into questions all right this question is did you doubt yourself or let the fears of others make you question your nomad life 100% absolutely I think if somebody says that they never have doubt in themselves or they never question the life that they've chosen well I guess I don't question the life that I've chosen now but throughout the process absolutely something that maybe you guys don't pick up on much especially through videos and um, I think really only the the people that know me very deeply know this but I I do fear judgment from other people and that judgment I don't care if people think I'm ugly or that my clothes are ugly or that my van is ugly I don't care if people think that um, I'm poor or i don't know superficial things those types of judgments they don't they don't bother me at all i think it's awfully silly and i think it's often people projecting and um a lot of things that just simply don't matter to me but i do care if people judge my character so yeah you know when you move from a very like traditional life i mean i was I had, a, I had an untraditional job before before van life. I worked in wilderness therapy, but still, you know, you have a 401k, you um, have a work schedule, you have a boss, you have expectations, all of those things. It's just the um, schedule was, was very different. It wasn't a nine to five. But after that, you know, I started my own business and that alone was scary. So starting my own business kind of set me up to take hold of fear in a way that allowed me to to do things differently. I had decided at that time that a 9 to 5 was not for me. I wanted to be remote. I wanted to travel. And when I get something in my head, regardless of the fears of judgment or or what people may think, I get pretty stubborn around those things. (laughs) I admit it. I am awfully stubborn and I can also be quite defiant. basically long story short yes I I certainly had fears also um, I was scared of what it was going to impact I was in a relationship when I decided to buy a van and I had a very thriving business when I decided to buy a van Um, I had a community and I knew that things were going to change I actually remember sitting down with uh, my good friend Eleanor and we were at this we actually had a fitness competition together and just talking about life and I was sitting down and doing some work and and we were talking about kind of our state of being in that in that time and I gave her the metaphor and this was the the van was maybe a quarter built out like I had my bed and it was insulated uh, I think I had my subfloor down anyway I remember telling Eleanor <clears throat> that my life felt a lot like an ocean where there's this crazy top current and there's a lot shifting and a lot moving, but I'm pretty deep in that ocean to where I'm noticing that. And I know that that's all happening and there are things changing and shifting and, and like big things. I just don't know it yet. Like I don't know the outcomes of those yet. And I'm kind of in the depths of the ocean in a way of it's dark, it's calm, everything is going to be okay. And I'm just kind of waiting it out. And that's what I felt for a long time throughout kind of the build and moving into the van was that there was a lot of shifts happening and, and those shifts were scary. For some reason, there was this, this underlining tone of these things probably need to happen. And it's probably for the best. And you're making the choices that feel right to you and everything else will just fall into place and that i will tell you does not mean that pain and struggle is not involved in that process because it very 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 much was those few years very high highs very low lows so if you are somebody you know that's struggling with fear of judgment or fear of what others may think of a shift in lifestyle yeah it's valid and there's probably going to be moments where it really sucks and I think really listening to your gut and intuition of like okay is this truly what I want to be doing and if I'm feeling anxiety or feeling unsure is that because I need to reevaluate or is it because of external things or external people telling me to rethink this and it is not easy but you can do it Next question. Will you ever have merch? <clears throat> okay. Well, um, funny enough. Yes, I will. This was something that I just was never interested in. And then I actually saw on Instagram the account of Bus Life Story. He had somebody do some really cool art for him. And I was like, oh, I love that style. I want, I want that dude's art somehow in my life <laughs> and so I contacted him his name is Borgen uh, and he's been working with me to figure out some cool ideas and originally I was just gonna do stickers for my patrons and like anybody else really that wanted to purchase them but free stickers for my patrons um, and then i thought you know what if i am paying this dude to do this really beautiful art i want it to be on more than just stickers let's throw it on something else so right now i am working on merch it's a slow process for me because i want to be really intentional with um the designs i want to be intentional with the clothing with how i can get it to you guys and when i do drop the merch i want to do like a 50 um donation you know, so I don't have the details, but I want to do something where, you know, in the first week of people purchasing, 50% of those proceeds are going to go to like a nonprofit or some sort of foundation, and um we're still figuring those details out. Definitely though, there will be coffee cups, <laughs> coffee mugs <laughs> because that's a huge part of my life, so definitely sweatshirts, coffee mugs, and of course, baseball hats. Um, I have to, I have to provide things that, you know, are, are kind of staples of my life. So those for sure. And I'm really excited at some point to share some of the ideas that I have and some of the designs that will be available. And I think it would be really cool. So I'm hoping to do a desert theme this kind of this round. And then the hope is to maybe do another round of merch in the winter and have it be like a forest theme because there are tentative plans to be off-grid for a few months this winter in Wisconsin. (laughs) I am not going to go into too many details about this right now. This is something that's kind of in the works and there would need to be some really serious planning. I know some of you might be like whoa Linnea this is wild because you really dislike winter and how are you ever gonna survive away from the desert for like three or four months and you know what I don't know (laughs) we're gonna find out but I think it should be super fun and I'm hoping to give a little bit more uh context and updates later all right so this this person asks what's my philosophy around health and and when I was doing coaching, th- th- this is a this feels like a difficult question. But basically, my philosophy around health and how I coached health. First of all, it was truly tailored so so much to each person, depending on many many different variables. But overall. I think the goal is to strip away the bullshit and just simplify. And so often what I talked to people about when I was coaching, which I am not anymore, I often get questions if I'm still coaching and I, I'm not. It was so wonderful and it was also incredibly draining. And I love what I do now just a bit more than than one-on-one coaching. But something that I find really important is to, like I said, simplify and balance. So. Um, and I, I do this with my life as well. So basically, let's talk nutrition, right? Fad diets, in my honest opinion, fad diets are complete bullshit. Most of the fad diets that you will hear about that get a lot of hype, that um, people you know, may find success with, most of it is surrounding the idea of a calorie deficit. Even if that's not what they are saying, most of the time you end up just eating less. So I think a big way that the, that the fitness industry makes a lot of money is making you believe that certain, certain things are your enemy. So carbs at one point carbs were like the worst thing ever at one point fat was the worst thing ever at one point fruit was horrible for you and of course these are all your choices if if certain things don't make you feel good if you have breakouts when you eat dairy awesome that's an individual thing don't eat it but nothing is your enemy if you if you enter Becoming healthier thinking that something is your enemy trying to restrict super heavily on one thing um, There's a really good chance that you won't have much success. So um, I think like a really good baseline for most people is Make sure that you have protein and lots of vegetables Uh, Protein is just I'm talking about animal protein is just an incredibly nutrient dense thing that you can put in your body And I do believe that we've been eating meat our, um, almost our entire existence. So anyway, yeah, high quality protein, a lot of vegetables and really focusing on those things first and then adding in whatever you may want. Then you want a bowl of ice cream. Awesome. Enjoy it. (laughs) You want a cookie? Cool. Enjoy it. You want to go out to eat? Awesome. Like I just, I, I, I'm not one for really heavy restriction unless your goals are, are very specific or you're competing. Also, I think that gathering data is one of the best things that you can do for your body. So I spent many years counting my macros and I learned a lot about where my body felt best as far as calorie intake. Um, I learned, you know, I could look back at my logs and see, Ooh, I felt like really bad or I slept really bad this day. What did I eat? What did I consume? And there's, um, There's a lot of talk right now around like intuitive eating and uh, listening to your body and all of that stuff. And while I think that that is important and especially I did work with a lot of women that had um, eating disorders. And so, like I said, everybody's very different. I'm talking very broadly here because I'm not coaching you one-on-one right now. Um, But I think that counting your food, weighing your food, learning about yourself, literally creating like a scientific experiment with your body and collecting that data is the best way for you to learn about your body. And I encourage everybody at some point in their life to to track their food. I think that listening to your body and being intuitive with with that stuff is super important and you can actually um, get to that point even after tracking your food, like tracking doesn't have to be a forever thing, but also our food is designed to override a lot of our natural systems you know, if we're eating a lot of processed food or a lot of, I I shouldn't say processed food because a lot of our food is processed. Even the really healthy stuff, the, um, junk food, right? If we're eating a lot of junk food or a lot of like low nutrient, high calorie dense foods, then those are literally made to override (laughs) our, like our natural process of telling us when we're hungry, when we should stop. So, you know, I I think, I think a lot out there is valid and, and a lot is is bullshit or made for you to spend, spend money on. And at the end of the day, what works best for you is what, what works best for you. That, that's a little bit of my two cents. And you know, I've literally had hours of conversations about this stuff with clients in the past. And it uh, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, and of course, you know, I just talked about nutrition, but the movement side of things, I'm a huge fan of resistance training, training underweight training. Um, I think that a lot of us are our bodies are deteriorating way earlier than they need to be because we are not squatting at full depth. We're not using full range of motion. We're not straining our, our ligaments and our muscles. And really a big baseline of both nutrition and the like fitness aspect is that you have to be willing to be uncomfortable. You have to be willing (laughs) to go through pain. Like, yeah, you're going to be hungry sometimes. That's that's we're humans like we're supposed to feel hunger, right? And yeah, you're, so, you're going to fatigue your muscles, you're gonna be uncomfortable, you're, you're gonna be out of breath, and we're also supposed to experience that. So, fitness and nutrition is also not about comfortable and just feeling good all the time. It, it's, it's work. I'm getting kind of fired up here. All right, I'm gonna move on. I could talk about this stuff forever, and I'm not going to. <laughs> I think I'll probably only do like two more, and then end. Because I'm hoping that these can just be short and sweet and something that uh, you could start your morning with. Um, Okay, do you work on any art projects in your van? So, something also many of you may not know about me is that I used to be very heavily into art. I love drawing, I love graphite and charcoal. I love it, I'm also very critical of my own art. And that makes the process less enjoyable for me, which is something that I am working on, but really the only like quote unquote art I feel like I do is vlogging and um, a little bit of my wood burning on uh, my panels above my bed. But this is actually something that I have been thinking more about and that I want to integrate more. I just I'm not sure what I want to do and I want to make sure it's not something that I intend to sell because that changes the process for me recently I saw Elsa uh, so Elsa Ray and Baron they also have a YouTube channel they're very wonderful amazing people I'd love to at some point actually get over to their land and um, you know meet them in person yeah so she is doing some silversmithing and I um have always been interested in that process but i didn't really know that it was doable in a small space like this um, unless the space was like dedicated for it but she um is doing it and she, they live in a scamp and they do have this little um office area now it's like a micro shipping container so i know that she has that extra space but i think that if she can do it i i think that i could fit that in in my space I used to make wrapped wooden rings which were so fun and beautiful and so intricate and I I loved that I was working with a lot of like gemstones and turquoise and crushing them up and inlaying them into these beautiful wrapped wooden rings of walnut and cedar and purple heartwood and and it was such a cool experience and I sold them and I think that that's kind of what ruined it for me (laughs) and they just don't hold up like like other jewelry does I've been keeping tabs on Elsa and seeing her process and I'm thinking that if I do end up doing this off-grid thing this winter, maybe preparing to do some silversmithing in the van while I'm stuck in the north woods of Wisconsin. I've always also had kind of a non-traditional idea about wedding bands. I know I'm taking a huge left turn right here. When I was making my wooden rings, I thought how cool would it be if I could figure out a really beautiful style that I, where I could create my own wedding band, you know, or inlaying some sort of large gem. And last, I think it was a question and answer that I was listening and Elsa mentioned that one of her inspirations for the silversmithing stuff that she's doing now is, is so that she could make their wedding bands. I'm like 99% sure that that's correct. If that's not correct, I'm sorry, but I'm pretty sure that that was an inspiration for her. A wooden wedding band isn't realistic, but a, a, you know, obviously, a silver, um, sterling silver wedding band, a, you know, a more traditional style one, would be so cool. And how amazing would it be to have that skill for the time when I, you know, get married or engaged or whatever, have some sort of commitment, whatever we're gonna call that at that point. Wow, that was a long tangent. But yes, um, considering picking that skill up and we'll see where it goes. I might find something else to replace that, but maybe I'll just start drawing and painting again. But also that's so messy. I don't know. Okay. I'm going to choose one more and then I'm going to say goodbye. I answered this sort of a few weeks ago and um, I want to answer it on here as well, but When I do question and answers, there are so many, so, so, so many questions coming in. How do we deal with being scared? Or how do I deal with um, hiking and worrying about rattlesnakes with aquila? How to travel alone? Do I always, there's just all so many questions about that. And this is what I want to tell you. Number one, I'm not saying to stop asking questions that are important to you. And tied to that, you've got to figure it out for yourself. You can only ask so many times how to deal with something before you just need to go out and experience it and go out and do it because that's how you're going to learn you you, for you to know what to do in scary situations quite honestly you need to go out and experience some stuff (laughs) you know and that could be at a really small scale or a large scale whatever you feel comfortable with but I I just want to encourage you all if you're thinking of an alternative lifestyle, if you're thinking of camping more, hiking more or um bringing your dog on, on adventures with you. Like yes, of course keep safety in the forefront of your of your mind and and also the best way to answer your own questions is to get out, try things, experience things, feel super uncomfortable, push yourself. And then you are going to be able to create your own answers that are much more powerful than anything that I could tell you. I think I'll, I think I'll end there. <laughs> Those are the questions that, that kind of jumped out at me this week. And feel free to put more questions below in these comments. I, I do want to end with saying and maybe sharing something that has really impacted me in the last week maybe something for you just to chew on for the rest of your day. But yeah, so I was listening to a meditation the other day. It was it was encouraging us to remind ourselves often that what we are doing or what we're experiencing or the people that we're with that this could all be the last time doing those things. And man, that that like hit me. And it hit me so hard. <laughs> I think so often about like death that's just a really that's I think about death all the time I think it's pretty healthy to think about that all the time Um, so I'm often thinking about the ending of like large things it's been a theme now like kind of every day in my life I'm like oh this could be the last time that I could be experiencing this and it's allowed me to stay very much in the present it feels like an important lesson that I learned through that meditation But um, yeah, so I'm hoping that that doesn't necessarily bring a lot of sadness, but more so mindfulness and love and enjoyment for the things that you're doing in life. Well, I guess that is that. So thank you all for joining me um, for the first episode of The Morning Nomad. And there will be many more and hopefully many more with some really cool people that will also be able to answer these questions too. I don't really know how to end this because... I always say that Akilah and I will see you next week, but how about I'll see you next Wednesday morning for some hot coffee and early morning sunshine. All right, everybody, have a wonderful day.